welcome to the Prism of Torah podcast archive with your host, Rabbi Saf Aaron Prisman. This podcast features a Devat Torah called Pashas Bekudei, a true Oyvet Hashem. If one looks closely in our Parsha, Parshas Bekudei, one will see that it goes through and says everything that was done for the Mishkan. And it continues continues to say, Kasher Tziva Hashem, as Hashem commanded, as Hashem commanded. And this is something very rare that we don't see in the Torah often, that the same saying is repetitive in, in, to such an extreme. And we know that there's nothing redundant in the Torah, not, not even one letter. From everything we darshan, we learn something. So the question is, what is it that we're learning from the fact it continues to repeat as Hashem commanded, as Hashem, as Hashem commanded. This question more asks the Beis Halevi, not on our week's Parsha, but a diff- on Parsha Sakitisa, and he gives an amazing answer. But before this answer, we want to add some more questions, because it's the same concept that's going to answer all these questions. Question number two, that the Beis Halevi actually asks as well, is, a question we dealt with in the past, how can it be that the same generation that witnessed the splitting of the sea and the ten, and the ten plagues, ten makot, how can it be that they fell into such a big sin of Cheta Egel, which is Avodah the golden calf? How can it be? And I would like to add a couple more questions that on the question level it seems it has no connection to the other questions, but in the answer it will. We know that Avram Avinu has had many, ten nisyonos, ten times the Kaddish who tested him out to an extreme. And uh, the one that was, the climax one was Akadat Yitzchak, to sacrifice his son. Hashem wanted to see if he's going to sacrifice his son Yitzchak. So the question is, why is that such a nisayon? What's the big deal? Anyone, if Hashem came and told him something, it would be so obvious that he would go through with what Hashem told him to do. Same is true about the other two Nisyonot, the famous ones. Lech lecha me'altzecha. Leave everything you have, go to the country I'll tell you to go. What's the big deal? Hashem told him. Same with Prismila. I want you now to do a Prismila to yourself. Well, what's the big deal? Hashem told him to do it. It doesn't matter how much pain and suffering he would go through to do it, but at the end of the day, if Hashem himself tells you to do something, it's an obvious decision. So what's going on over here? There are many more questions we can ask, but this will suffice to bring out the idea. Says, on some of these questions, says the Beis Alevi, the concept is very simple. Even though at times one can easily rationale to himself and have a certain logic that we're doing the right thing, for sure we're doing the right thing, for sure Hashem wants me to do so and so. But usually the answer to those questions is, it says in the Torah what you should do. And that's the whole idea of learning. To understand exactly what Hashem would want us to do in each scenario. And if we don't know, we ask Rav. But we cannot make ourselves as if we're deciding what, the, what Hashem would really want us to do. We have to go abide by the law. Meaning we have to blindly trust Hashem that we go based on what it says in the Torah. And this was exactly... The mistake of Bnei Yisrael and Even though they sinned, they actually had logic that had to do with doing Hashem's will. They convinced themselves that 
they realized, and they were right, says the Beis HaLevi, on this Nakuda, on this point, that anything they do in this world has major effects in the worlds above us. And that's why they said, of course we want to connect Hashem, but it's not, it's not fitting that we're going to connect Hashem. We'll ask someone that's on a higher level for us to create a medium through which we will connect Hashem. Until now we did it through Moshe Rabbeinu. Now that they were under the impression that Moshe died, then they said we'll do it through Aaron, and they, uh, through the, something that Aaron will create for us. So they gave him gold, and he created the golden calf for them. Their mistake was, that it's true that everything we do in this world has an, an effect. Everything B'nai Israel do, do in this world has an effect in the, wor in the worlds above us. But that's only post and after Hashem makes it into a commandment towards us. But before that, if we, do, if we don't have a commandment, then what we're doing is already avoid the Zala. Hashem didn't tell us to worship Him like that. The fact that we're worshiping Him through a medium, that's, that's horrible. That's avoid the Zala, adultery. And that's exactly the same theme about our other, other questions. Meaning, the whole idea of building on the Mishkan, the Midrashim, say that it, it came to atone for the sin of the golden calf. How is it atoning? Because no matter what, even though we had a holy person such as Betzalel, who knew all the secrets that had to do behind how to create the Mishkan and what Hashem would want, we didn't do anything. We didn't use that knowledge of his to figure out how to build the Mishkan. We went every step of the way exactly the way Hashem commanded us to do so. Kashel tziva Hashem, kashel tziva Hashem, as Hashem commanded. And that is the exact idea that this parsha is trying to bring to us, that we should live our lives based on the way Hashem commanded us, and we shouldn't be fools and make the mistake that we can figure out on our own, oh, probably this is what Hashem wants. No, no, this time for sure this is what Hashem wants. No. It says exactly black on cream what we need to do. And that's why it's so important also to learn the Torah, to figure out the bottom lines, the halacha of what Hashem would like us to do. This was exactly the same in Avram Avinu's case. With all his nisyonot, it was a nisayon. And it wasn't easy for him to make the right decision. Because in each one of those cases I mentioned earlier, there was a very... There was a very strong side, a very strong tzad, that Avraham Avinu would say to himself, wait a second, maybe Hashem is testing me the other way. Maybe I should not do what He's telling me to do, because that would be against Hashem's will. Why? If I try to sacrifice my son, if I will sacrifice my son, everyone will say, whoa, this person is weird. I can't follow him. And Hashem will lose all his nation. People, I won't be able to affect people to go in the ways of Hashem. Saying to Lech Lecha, Hashem wants me to leave my country? I ha I, I, I'm the biggest Kirv movement ever in history. If I leave, then people might not go in the ways of Hashem anymore. Same with the bris milah. If I do a bris milah to myself, people will think, this person is, he fell out of the moon. We're, we're, who is this? We're not following him. He's crazy. But yet, Avram Avinu worked hard on himself, and he said, no, if this is what Hashem told me to do, I'm blindly trusting HaKadosh Baruch and I'm doing what Hashem wants me to do. The same is true with Moshe Rabbeinu. I could have added this to the list of questions. Moshe Rabbeinu, when he got the punishment, Moshe and Aaron, that they hit the other rock in order to give water to the Jewish people when they were crying for water, Hashem said, you should hit rock number one. They hit rock number two. And the question is, why, why did they do that? Hashem told them. The answer is because they, the Midrash explains, because there would have been less Kiddush Hashem 
if they would have hit the rock, Hashem said to them, said that they should hit. One one explanation is because it was naturally obvious that water can come out of that rock. So there will be less Kiddush Hashem if they actually bring out water from that rock. So they did what Bnei Israel told them, and they hit the other rock. And that's exactly the mistake, because they should have blindly followed Hashem. A true Eved Hashem only does what his master said. And he doesn't try to say, even though my master said, number one, this time I'm sure my master would really want me to do number two. We'll close off with saying that this is exactly the theme, one of the themes of Purim. Because we know that Shlach says that Purim is on a higher level from a certain perspective than Yom Kippur. Why? Because Yom Kippur, it's hinted in the name of Yom Kippur. Kippur, Yom Kippur, is just like, like, ke it's like the Adachah called Purim. Why is that? So, it must be hidden in the main idea of Purim, which is to drink to a certain level, Ad Yada Ben Haman and Mordechai. What's the idea of drinking? So we said one idea last week. This week I want to add another idea, which we're talking right now. The whole idea of drinking is, from a certain perspective, we're nullifying our rationale without thinking too much oh maybe this time Hashem wants me to do like this oh I'm sure Hashem wants me to do no it says clearly what Hashem wants you to do you have to abide by what Hashem says like I used to say it's the same following the ways machine we all go for a drive if it's more than 20 minutes usually we we take the ways with us and even though our hearts are telling us whoa this is totally the other way but we say, no, we have faith in this machine. We know it's going to take us the right way. It knows what it's saying. We blindly follow the ways. So at least we should do that when it comes to Hashem commandments. I want to end with a mashal. It's an ancient mashal that brings the point home. And that is, once upon a time, there was a king. And all the kings sent an, an ambassador, someone representing them, to this, to this faraway place where everyone gets together. And the king told the person he totally trusted... He said, listen, when you go represent me there, I'm just asking you for one thing. Whatever you do, do not take off your shirt. That's all I'm telling you. Do not take off your shirt. She goes, so he said, sure. So he goes to this place, everyone gets together, they all raise all kinds of important topics, and then the last day they all get together and they drink a bit, and there's two people in the back of the room laughing at him, at this person that's representing this king I'm talking about, and they say to him, he goes to them, why are you laughing? So he said, so they said to him, because uh, I'm sure you're a hunchback. He goes, what are you talking about? He goes, yeah, yeah, you're a hunchback. He, he, so he said, I'm not. So they said, okay, we'll give you 5,000, whatever it was, dollars, if you prove to us you're not a, a hunchback. Now, of course, to do that, he had to take off his shirt. So he was rationali- rationalizing to himself, wait a second, I know the king told me not to take my shirt off, but... This $5,000 is going to go to him. So surely he would want me to take my shirt off. So indeed he takes his shirt off. He proves to them that he's not a hunchback. And he gets his $5,000. When he comes back from the trip to the king, the king said, So how was it? He goes, Yeah, it was good. It was very good. He goes, Did you did you abide by what I told you? Did you not take off your shirt? He goes, Well, actually, I'll tell you. I knew that I was going to not take my shirt off, but I actually took it off for you because I had an opportunity to to, to gain $5,000. So the king says back to him, you fool, I had a bet with these people for $100,000 that there's no way you're going to take my sh- your shirt off. And I lost now $95,000 because of you. So you see, the idea behind the story is, 
when you trust someone and you know it's the truth, you have to abide by it without trying to rationalize maybe this time it is, maybe this time it's not. Here it's on that we take this idea with us and totally be an Eved Hashem in all aspects of the saying, what an Eved is, like Rabbi Yoyna says to us, that even one little thing that your master tells you and you say, I'll do everything but this, then you're not a real Eved Hashem, you're not a slave at that point. Good job. This is the Prism of Torah podcast. Drabasaf Aaron Prisman. Please share with your friends and family. PrismaofTorah.com is where you can find the full archive of Divrei Torah. You can contact us through the website. Once again, PrismaofTorah.com. This podcast was produced for free by Ellie Podcast Production. Lunishmas, Levas Yona, Yakov Alexander, Ben Mordechai Doyf, Isaac Isaac Ben Moshe.